0: Good morning, Jim and
1: Chris. Well, we're going to start in by focusing on the issue that we're going to be putting in the spotlight tonight. We're going to do a live virtual forum, 7 o'clock this evening, on that proposed constitutional amendment to let Illinois adopt a graduated income tax rather than the flat tax structure that's been mandated by the state constitution for 50 years. And we hope you'll tune in for that tonight at 7 o'clock. There is still uh, a lot of discussion, a lot of back and forth on this. Uh, And David, you've recently opined about this as well and about what uh, may happen. Uh, if this doesn't pass, uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker has warned it could mean dire straits for state finances. It could mean a tax hike for everybody. But you're suggesting there's another way.
0: Well, yes, there is another way to the If the bill, if the amendment does not pass, uh, the governor could always kind of regroup and do what he should have done from the beginning, which is uh, look at pension reform and other fixes to the state's fiscal mess in order to uh, put together a package that actually could win popular support. The problem the governor has on his hands is that he took one half measure, uh, that is this, uh, introducing this graduated income tax, which frankly doesn't bring in that much money, it brings in about three and a half billion dollars, which sounds like a lot of money, but not when you're up against uh, huge uh pension underfunding and other issues, more than uh, eight billion dollars in un- unpaid bills, for example. Um, and so, so he hasn't really fixed the the state's fiscal problems, and he's gotten a lot of pushback, more pushback that he was counting on, due in part to more than $50 million spent by one president of the state, Griffin, the leader of the investment firm.
1: Yeah, we've, uh, we've seen a lot of big money coming in uh, from a lot of uh, well-off folks. Governor J.B. Pritzker pouring a lot of his own money into the fight to pass this amendment. As you noted, Ken Griffin, uh, tens of millions of dollars in the fight against it. Uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker's cousin, uh, another very wealthy Pritzker, also contributing uh, a few hundred thousand dollars to the fight against this amendment. Kind of interesting. So there's even a rift within the Pritzker family on this uh, particular proposal. Uh, David, to your idea about uh, packaging this in in tandem with uh, something like pension reform, and I've seen some pushback on that, too, of people saying uh, there's just not much of a likelihood that this Democratic-controlled legislature is going to want to run afoul of uh, the unions that support them. Uh, by, by proposing something like that that could dramatically change retirement benefits. Uh, and so uh, they're saying that that idea is, is something of a, of a non-starter. Does, does that seem right to you? Well, it
0: would appear if this amendment goes down, it also is a non-starter. It may have passed the House uh, and and the Senate uh, in, in the General Assembly, but it didn't pass the smell test of people who are being asked to trust a state government that has continually uh, promised big pensions and not funded them, and promised fiscal austerity and not followed through. And so we would have not just one non-starter, but two non-starters, and maybe two (laughs) non-starters would add up to a starter.
1: Well, uh, it's going to be interesting to see, and obviously there's a, a couple of paths for uh, for passage on this. 60% of uh, everybody voting, or uh, it's. Uh, am I explaining that correctly, David? It's 60% of all who vote or 50% uh, of those who vote on this particular question, and either one of those would uh, lead to approval of the amendment. Uh, but at this point, it's not clear it could reach either one of those thresholds.
0: No, and, and that's what's been very interesting about this. You would think that a proposal that on its face says we're going to raise taxes on the wealthiest 3% of filers, uh, and everybody else will either have the same or less on their tax bill, uh, you would think that would pass resoundingly. But this argument put forward by people on the conservative side saying, uh, let's not trust this government to do that, um, has seemed to resonate Uh quite a lot. Uh, Small businesses are concerned, even though we looked into those claims, and and it's really small businesses won't be directly affected. Their owners will be affected if their owners fall into those higher tax brackets right from the get-go. But the idea that the state government would come back in subsequent years and raise taxes that ultimately we would see tax raises on the middle class, that argument seems to be resonating with people. And that's one of the reasons that the proposal is facing such trouble. Not to say it won't pass, it may yet pass. But uh, it's really within the margin of errors of polling on both sides of the issue, calls that I've made to people on both sides of the issue indicate the polling just says it's a coin flip at this point.
1: Uh, Another uh, big issue that opponents of the amendment are pushing is the notion that it will open the door to taxing retirement income. In fact, uh, one group in opposition to this, the Illinois Policy Institute, went to court to try to force all of the accompanying explanatory material for this amendment to be changed to include the idea that it could wind up taxing retirement income. This is a claim that supporters of the amendment have uh, have adamantly denied. Well, a court weighed in on that this week and rejected that Illinois Policy Institute request for a temporary restraining order.
0: Right. Um, this whole issue of retirement in- income is very, very touchy. Um you know, obviously, retirees have come to rely on the fact that Illinois, currently on state based on state law, does not uh, tax retirement income. But uh, the 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 General Assembly doesn't need this amendment to raise taxes on entire retirement income if it so chose. Uh, if it did uh, uh, start taxing retirement income, that likely would be challenged, uh, certainly by uh, government employees or or retired government employees who would claim that that violates a state constitutional amendment against uh, diminishing or impairing uh um uh, pensions et cetera. uh but nevertheless um it's a separate issue uh it is one that is it's popular among those opposed uh to raise this as a prospect, and of course, State Treasurer Mike Frerich's, uh kind of helped that cause by actually acknowledging in a public forum and displays that, in fact, retirement income might ultimately be taxed. This amendment, a maddened, uh, word of so it's a complicated issue. Uh, it is one that does is visceral for people and has been useful, uh, among those who are opposing the amendment. All
1: right, we uh, before we take our break, let's talk real briefly about uh, other court action in uh, in recent days. There have been multiple attempts again, uh, for people trying to go to court to uh, overturn some of Governor J.B. Pritzker's restrictions related to the coronavirus pandemic. Some businesses up in DeKalb County, part of that region one. Uh, where there were tighter mitigations put in place, no indoor dining or indoor bar service, for example. And at that time, uh, DeKalb County had a lower positivity rate than the rest of Region 1. They went to court. They got shot down. Some student athletes and parents have gone to court trying to force fall football. They got shot down. Uh, the courts seem uh, pretty consistently, with one exception down in Clay County, pretty consistently to be to be upholding the governor's powers here.
0: Yeah, they do. And the governor, uh, you know, continues to win based on the claim that he does have emergency powers that give him broad latitude to uh, shut down activity of businesses and others. Uh, and yet there continue to be these cases. You're going to have a hearing in Sangamon County Court today. Six counties that contend the coronavirus pandemic is not a public. HEALTH EMERGENCY UNDER THE DEFINITION IN ILLINOIS. Uh, THE ADMINISTRATION HAS PUSHED BACK SAYING, uh, YOU KNOW, comments REALLY DON'T HAVE ANY STANDING. Uh, THIS IS SOMETHING THAT THE GOVERNOR DOES ON A STATEWIDE BASIS. Uh, THE GOVERNOR HAS ROLLED VIRES OF VICTORIES. uh, with one notable exception, but, but that also, um, the case that Darren Bailey has brought the state representative, representative from Xenia, uh, will also uh, have its moment uh, at court today um, in the course of this uh, extended hearing, and. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what comes out of this process uh, today.
1: We'll be watching that very carefully as well. We'll take a short break. We'll continue. It's full disclosure. David Greising, president and CEO of the Better Government Associations, here with us on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, as we continue to see frustration among House Republicans over the slow walking of that investigative committee into the conduct of House Speaker Mike Madigan, uh, there's frustration in a lot of corners as well about the overall lack of action on any kind of ethics reform at the State House, including the revelation that a, an ethics uh, commission put together to study this uh, not only hasn't put a report together, they haven't even met uh, to, to finalize that report, David. So uh, it looks like by the time this long page pandemic year is over, we will have gone another year without uh, meaningful ethics reform at the rate things are going right now.
0: Yeah, it's really incredible that uh, you know after all that we've seen uh, in not just the investigation of of Speaker Madigan by the U.S. Attorney's Office, but several uh, state lawmakers being charged with uh, corruption, official corruption, uh, that that nothing uh, apparently may get done before the General Assembly is done at the end of the year, it has basically about six more days of meetings during the veto session. And this commission that was supposed to undertake a major reform effort, really has been out of action since uh, COVID hit. And there were indications, maybe they were doing something behind the scenes, but it now is developing that really nothing has been done. Uh, My organization, the BGA uh, and others, has called for the commission to release a report, uh, which it was required to do by March 30th and didn't because of COVID and radio silence on that so far. It's a huge disappointment to people who care about good government in this state
1: you know at least theoretically something i guess could get done during the fall veto session but is there any indication that anything actually will happen when lawmakers finally return after the election
0: no there there is no indication to that effect and and in a way uh there's a point of view that it, maybe it's better that they not kind of give the appearance of reform with a couple of relatively meaningless Gestures. Uh, a more sweeping reform, like those that the the BGA has recommended, uh, would be uh, is required given the circumstances, given the uh, entrenched nature of corruption in state government. But after what has happened, to see basically nothing or just token reform just shows how deep seated these problems are. And if it's not taken up in this session of the General Assembly, it absolutely must be taken up. Uh, in, in January. Let's wait and see. There are some, of uh, you know, there is the veto session, as you point out, but uh, based on the signals so far, it's not looking very hopeful.
1: Well, we're just about out of time. want to refer people to the Better Government Association website at bettergov.org, where, among other things, you'll find the uh, PolitiFact Illinois fact check feature. Uh, They've got an interesting one about a congressional race in northern Illinois. You can go read up on that, and they update that regularly. So whenever politicians open their mouths and insert their feet, uh, the BGA is there to pull it out and set the record straight. Uh, You can find a lot of other very useful information there as well. So, David, let people know how to reach you the rest of the time.
0: Right. I'm at bettergov.org. That's our website. And my email is dgrising at bettergov.org, D-G-R-E-I-S-I-N-G at bettergov.org.
1: And here each week, it's full disclosure with the Better Government Association on the WMAY morning news feed. David, thanks. We'll talk soon. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye.